following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Big Bob Hyde. Always thought he sounded like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love some canned heat, though. We welcome Mike Johnson to the show. Mike? Great to be here. Been been out of out of pocket for yeah, a few you weeks have been. So, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Yep. So, um... A lot been going on in the investment business, and then sometimes it's just the same old, same old. But uh, <laughs> one of these things I pulled out in the last hour, uh, and we'll just go over this briefly, but Trump says he's thinking about indexing capital gains to inflation. That would be interesting to do. Uh, it would be kind of hard to track stock by stock, you know. It'd be a nightmare to track, yeah. but – I mean, I'm sure, I mean, the large uh, custodians, brokerage firms, I mean, that's something that can be done. Yeah. Uh, I have no doubt, but I wouldn't want to be keeping track of it myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would that would help people that have, you know, you bought something 20 years ago. Got big gains. Big gains. Uh, it, would, it would raise your basis, basically, yes. which may, means less uh, tax consequences. Right. Because... I mean, essentially, you've been paying, your, or you, if you sold it, you would be paying taxes on the inflation that's occurred over those 20 right. years, essentially. In addition to the, the growth, you're right. part of it's inflation. Right, right, exactly. I think it's, I think it's a great idea. So uh, you've got several stories here, and we can kind of take them <clears throat> one by one. Uh, Dear investor, that cocky voice in your head is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jason Zweig, uh, I, I love his his writings. He he writes for the Wall Street Journal, and uh, it, it's just he's he's one of the better ones, I think. He he makes some really good points. Um, but what this one specifically is talking about, he's talking about the study of behavioral economics, and that absolutely applies to investors. Um, because everybody has their own bias, if you will, yeah. or you, I mean, I always think I'm right. You convince me a lot that I'm wrong, <laughs> but there's, there's ever, everybody, uh, is likes their own opinion. Yeah. Um, this talks about several different issues. Um, one of them, uh, is being overconfident. Um, now I'll preface this with saying this is, Part of the reason we use a team approach 
because right. it, it removes some of these uh, issues uh, from the equation. When we're, when we're analyzing a company, uh, looking at either adding it, uh, taking it out, whatever, we're an- analyzing a company that's in our portfolio or that yeah. might be in the portfolio, um, when you have the team approach, it takes some of these aspects out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but being overconfident, uh, that, that's just the belief that you know more than you do. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've had that before. And then <laughs> we sit down in the meeting. I don't know as much as I thought yeah, I did on something. That's true. Um, uh, that's co- the that's the good thing about having the team. Right. Absolutely. Um, this is a big one. Uh, confirmation bias. Um, when I was halfway joking, but not everybody thinks they're right, uh, about whatever it may be. And anytime you have a thought in your head, you will, you, the inclination is to find things that support your belief or confirm it or confirm it. Um, you have to be very careful about that, especially when you're investing money, um, because you have to look at both sides of everything. You have to look at the pros and the cons. You have to constantly challenge uh, the the beliefs or the thoughts that you had about a particular company because uh, things can change, and they do change. And you always have to go back and review the evidence and actually make a informed decision. Right. Um, investors are myopic. Um, short-term losses or costs can blind an investor to the pursuit of longer-term rewards. That's getting caught up in the the headlines, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. Be it you know here recently, the the headlines have been tied to uh, trade wars or uh, tariffs. You know, getting caught up in that, and you're you, you it's real easy to lose sight of a long-term goal. Um, and that's that's something we always have to come back to with our investment style. What is our long term goal? Uh, right. Our firm, our long term goal is to generate an income stream for our clients. That's that's the long term goal, and with hopefully some growth mm-hmm. on top of that. Um, and so when you get caught up in short term movements in a market. Uh, if you act on those uh, emotions in the short term, that can disrupt your long-term goals. Right. Um, another one that he uh, uh, mentions here is people tend to be unrealistically optimistic, o- overestimating how likely they are to have a good fortune and u- underestimating how many bad things will happen to them. Um, so being too optimistic can lead you to take – in, in a, an investment portfolio, too much risk. Right. Um, and not thinking that something bad can happen. A lot of times that's when the bad thing will happen. Um, the inverse of that can be true too. Uh, always thinking something bad is going to happen, then you miss out on opportunities in front of you. There has to be a balance. If, if somebody's investing their own money by themselves, it's very, very hard to challenge your own thoughts right. with yourself. Um, and again, that's why we, we take it so seriously, this team approach where we challenge each other's ideas on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, the, uh, here, here's the interesting one. Behavioral economics show that people are predictably bad at estimating probabil- probabilities. 
They tend to overestimate the likelihood of rare events and underestimate the frequency of common events. Yeah. Um, so black swans, you know, 08 time frame, that was kind of a black swan right. event. Thinking that those are going to continuously or more frequently happen than they will, that can cause problems in an investment portfolio or underestimating when how often good things can happen here recently <clears throat> in the market you know the the earnings of companies have been incredibly strong mm-hmm. um uh, and what you've seen is even though since january uh so starting at the end of january we had a 10 percent correction in the market since then the market has trended up but you've had a lot of volatility right um and it's people headlines have been overshadowing what's really been going on in in the economy with companies earnings specifically um the prices of a lot of stocks haven't moved right some have some haven't but on average the earnings have been rising more quickly than stock prices yeah so multiples have actually reduced yes um and so it's it's actually even with all the headlines all the volatility uh things have been quite good this year Mm -hmm. right so what we tend to do is look for the negatives and when and we tend to soft pedal the positives right right and you know the the market in the short run um, it absolutely reacts to uh, news uh, or speculation because it's it's emotion driven. Um, we've we we don't mind that as investors as managers because that gives us opportunities. Yeah, uh, and we've our, our clients have seen that especially in the last three months. We've been able to add things to our portfolio, right? Good companies that. You know, we've maybe been watching for a long time, and the market reacts to something. Mm-hmm. Boom, stock price drops. That's an opportunity to buy. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it, again, in the short run, you never know what the price is going to do. But these are companies that pay dividends. Yeah. That's what we're buying. We're buying that income stream right. from these companies, um, and that's going to continue. Um, and hopefully, we also have growth. Yeah. On top of that. So right. we don't mind volatility. That's right. Or as you know, as, as you say, drops <laughs> because That's what they are gives you gives you opportunities. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree show with Mike Johnson. It's News Radio six thirty WLAP. From work to kids to running errands. You're always on the go. To work, the gym, or running errands. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Hey Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Our firm, Dupree Financial Group, has been engaged in the management of retirement investment accounts of our clients for nearly 14 years. My personal time in the investment business spans 40 years. We bring experience to the table in managing your retirement dollars. If you would like a seasoned and experienced manager to handle your investment portfolio, then give us a call. 
To schedule a complimentary review of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 or send an email to info at dupreefinancial.com. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. We're back on the Tom Dupree Show. Mike, why don't we sell annuities to people? I mean, you know, it seems to be a really good uh, solution for lots of folks. Uh, And a lot of people are touting annuities as the way to go. They have been for some time, but we don't seem to be involved in them. (laughs) Is there a reason? (laughs) There's a lot. There are a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, Annuities, annuities aren't wrong for everyone. I'll preface it with that. Um, there are situations where annuities can make sense for someone, um, but you look at the the prevalence of how many people have annuities or sold annuities, um, and it's it, it's not right for them. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of issues with annuities. Um, there's well, first off, there's a lot of different types of annuities. You have index annuities, variable annuities, immediate annuities. And then each one of those types um, have their own set of rules associated with them. Now, um, variable annuities, um, which were real popular uh, before the the financial crisis, um, those are typically the most expensive. Um, so you look at annuities. In general, annuities are expensive. Uh, they have a lot of internal hidden fees. Um, this past week, uh, we got somebody out of an annuity, had a 3.1% internal management fee. Wow. And that does not include, because a variable annuity has mutual funds within it. Right. The 3.1% didn't include the manage, the, the internal management fees of those annuity or of, of those uh, mutual funds either. So you add those in there, you're probably close to three and a half percent fee. Mm. Um, now those fees are hidden. Um, you know, if, if you ask the, the annuity company, what the management and expense and admin and rider fees are, they break it out for you, but that's not put on your statement. It's not like it's it's not an explicit fee that comes out, but it does come out of your returns. Yeah. Um, annuities are sold. Um, I, I like the the old expression, you know, annuities are, are sold, not bought. Right. Um, they're sold a lot of times based on fear. And it, it can be, especially if you're dealing with someone that's retired, it can be a fairly easy sale, you know, because with index annuities, somebody comes and says, okay, I'm going to pay you or you have the potential to make 6% a year. And if the market goes way down you're not going to lose anything that's that's how they're sold Mm -hmm. Uh, it sounds good on the surface the issue is all yeah and this gets back to critically thinking um 
if you look at how the markets reacted, there was a, an article talked in, in, in Market Watch talking about why annuities are a bad, the title is why annuities are a bad idea for almost everyone. But one of the things they point out, uh, I'll quote, uh, consider that over 10 year periods, the stock market has only been down seven times in the past 80 years. Those seven times were all tied to the Great Depression or Great Recession. In other words, you had to sell in the depths of historic financial collapses to not make money in the stock market over 10 years. If you invested in 2000 near the top of the dot-com bubble and sold in 2009 near the bottom of the Great Recession, you were down 9%. Not good, but not horrendous, considering you endured two epic stock market meltdowns. The point is, on this, annuities a lot of times have a seven-year, that's kind of an average, surrender penalty, surrender time frame. So if you say you put your money in the annuity, five years in, you say, okay, I want my money back. Well, you have to pay a penalty. Now, annuities are one of the highest commission products out there. Absolutely. That's why a lot of times they're sold. That's why that's the prevalence of why they're sold, because they pay high commissions to the broker. Um, this surrender fee, because they'll they'll tell you that, well, yes, it's a 7% commission, but that's not coming out of yours. Well, where it comes from is the insurance company collects back the commission they paid to the broker from your surrender penalty. You're right. Because what the insurance company is able to do, let's say it's a seven-year surrender. You have a hundred. You buy a hundred. Put a hundred thousand dollars in an annuity. They have at least seven years where they're investing your money on their side, and they're making the returns on your money. And if you surrender, they're trying to guarantee that they have that much time with your money. Right. And if you surrender it, that's why you pay the penalty. That's right. Um, insurance companies are very good, typically, on average, at not losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, and when if you get the prospectus on an annuity, I mean, it's chapters thick. You know, it's yeah. a big prospectus. Uh, most of the time a lot of the time the person selling the annuity doesn't know all the ins and outs of the annuity. Absolutely. And they haven't read it all. Right. Right. And you, the investor, 99% of people will not read through the prospectus. Of course not. uh, Because it's, it's legalese, but everything in that it's ways that the insurance company gets out of paying you something. Yeah. Um, So, on an index annuity, because uh, those are held as not having uh, the high management fee, internal fees that a variable annuity has, but they're capping you on the upside, and they're very good at not paying all of that. Uh, so <clears throat> let's say it's 6% a year that they say you can make in it. Typically, the way it works is they credit, uh, you know, let's say the market was up in January, boom, you get a half a percent credit, so to speak. They don't pay that until the end of the year. These are some real-life examples of ones that I've seen. Everyone's a little bit different. Um, so let's say every uh, month the market goes up 1% through November. So you're up, the, you've been credited 5.5% through yeah. November. Well, then in December, say the market drops 7% in December. That would still be a gain for the year, but they don't put a floor 
when they're doing the credit at the end of the year, mm-hmm. that seven percent drop in one month wipes out the whole five and a half percent credit. So you get zero, even though the market's up for the year. Yeah, that's one way out of hundreds that they can get out of paying you. So an annuity is it's an expensive way uh, to have money tied up and you're not getting the full benefit of your money and you lose access to your principal. Yeah. Uh, especially if, it, if it's annuitized, you absolutely do. Yeah. Um, if you annuitize something, um, you know, say the, they, the, uh, so in, how is our approach different? So our approach, we want you to have control of your principal, principal. and, hopefully grow that income stream over time and hopefully preserve that principle and grow that for your heirs, for the yep. beneficiaries. Um, with If you take an income stream from an annuity, that's never going to go up. You have a 100000 portfolio, say they're going to pay you 7000 a year. Well, for the first 15 years or so, they're giving you your own money back. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, so it's a game of how long you're going to live. And insurance companies are pretty good at averaging how long people live. Um, so, and that seven thousand will not go up with inflation. With when you're investing in individual dividend-paying stocks, those tend to, a lot of them, rate increase their dividends over time, depending on the company, because the company is growing and their revenue streams are growing, so they're able to raise their dividend payments over time. Right. Um, we have a, a, a couple uh, in the portfolio, one that we just bought back in the portfolio. It's a uh, an old, it's an industrial kind of a conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're involved in er, a lot of different areas, 50, over 50 years of increasing their dividends. Right. That helps you keep up with inflation. That's a part of the portfolio. Right. right. And you don't get that with an annuity. No, you don't. All right. Stay with us as we discuss more about the investment market. It's the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. The Polaris factory authorized clearance is here. Rebates go up to $2,000 and financing is as low as 2.99% APR for 36 months on hardworking Rangers, legendary sportsman ATVs, and high-performance Razors. Now's the time to get the year's biggest deals on the world's best-selling off-road lineup. Offers valid in U.S. through 930.18 on select new 2015 through 2019 vehicles subject to credit approval. Offers vary by model. See dealer for details. Always wear a helmet. Never drink and ride. Hey, high school sports fans, if you missed Kentucky High School School Board this past Friday, you can listen to the podcast of the show. Just go to WLAP.com, then click on Podcast, Kentucky High School School Board. Keep up to date on high school sports in Kentucky by listening on any device. Brought to you by the Kentucky High School Athletic Association, Audubell Hearing Center, Family Wealth Group, Retirement Specialists, CATS, HVAC, and by UK Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. Podcasts are also posted on Twitter at KYH. 
Scammers never rest. They even target students. Hi, I'm Rihanna Smith-Hamblin with the BBB. A local consumer received a call saying he was eligible for a free student loan. He was told he had to pay an upfront fee to get it. Don't fall for the scam. They even pose as police. Did you receive an email for a parking or speeding ticket? It looks legit, but this email takes you to a fake website that fishes for your personal information. For more tips, go to BBB.org. If anything sounds too good to be true, check with the BBB at BBB.org. People are beginning to arrive at Washington National Cathedral, where the nation will pause to honor Senator John McCain one last time at a public memorial. The senator from Arizona planned his services down to the final details. ABC's Martha Raddatz. You'll see former President Barack Obama and former President George W. Bush. Both of them will eulogize John McCain. John McCain was all about bridging divides. Friday, colleagues from both sides of the aisle setting aside their differences at the U.S. Capitol. Senator John McCain spent his last day on Capitol Hill Friday, lying in state at the U.S. Capitol, thousands lining the block outside the Capitol to say goodbye to the Vietnam veteran and six-time U.S. Senator from Arizona, his 106-year-old mother, sitting with her granddaughter, Megan McCain, who was visibly emotional. Vice President Mike Pence also there to pay his respects in place of President Trump, who was not in invited to attend any of the events celebrating McCain's life this week. ABC Stephanie Ramos, Michelle Franz and ABC News. We'll track out a lot of steam as we kick off the first part of your weekend. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds take over. Highs reaching the mid to upper 80s in many spots. But we'll hold on to the chance for just a few scattered showers and thunderstorms. As we get into tonight, a shower or thunderstorm remains a possibility. The good news is most of us begin to dry out. Partly cloudy skies will stick around with overnight lows in the upper 60s. For your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLEP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Big Blue Nation, your Kentucky women's soccer team is back in action this weekend. Join us on Sunday, September 2nd as your Wildcats take on the Eastern Kentucky Colonels at 2 p.m. The first 100 fans will receive a Kentucky Bang-Up Banner. Don't forget to stick around after the match to get autographs from the entire team. That's Sunday at 2 p.m. as your Kentucky women's soccer team takes on the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. Season and single game tickets are on sale now. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit UKAthletics.com. See you at the bell. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology actively invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. Try ZipRecruiter now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. 630 WLAP.
Okay, back on the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. Some people wonder, should I still own stocks after I retire? I mean, uh, is it is it even a question that should be asked? <laughs> right. Yeah, the, 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 it's a little facetious, the, the question. Uh, I mean, yes, typically, you know, now this is not a recommendation, but for our client base, yes. Yeah. Um, because, um, a lot of times when, uh, somebody's in retirement, now you have to be very careful about using rule of thumbs. Um, because an old rule of thumb is, uh, you take your age, subtract it from a hundred, and that's the percentage of uh, bonds that you should have right. uh, in in the portfolio. Um, well, actually, I th- let me let me change that. Uh, rule of thumb was to subtract your age from a hundred and ten, and that's the percentage of stocks. Excuse Stock. me. Yes. Um, so you have to be careful doing that because that doesn't take into account what's going on in the market. Um, right. But owning stocks in a portfolio after retirement, um, that's how you get your growth and that's how you get uh, your income stream. Mm -hmm. Um, If you had 100% of the portfolio in fixed income, which are bonds, um, that income stream is not going to change. Right. um, All else being equal. If you have a $100,000 portfolio and you're getting 4%, uh, from a fixed income portfolio that that's invested in, you're getting $4,000 a year. Let's say that the bonds are 10 year bonds for 10 years, you're going to get $4,000. And then at the end of the 10 years, you get your hundred thousand dollars back. Um, everyone knows that inflation in inflation is picking up. Um, but an in, inflation erodes the purchasing power of your dollar. So things will be more expensive with inflation. Right. That $4,000 after five years will buy you less than it does today. Um, so the point of having a blended portfolio of stocks and bonds uh, is to have a, an income stream that can increase over time uh, and also hopefully increase your principal yeah. over time. Um, now, our bonds that we have in the portfolio – we just like uh, with the the stock portion, we prefer individual stocks that we research. We prefer that with bonds too, um, because we can look at the business, uh, analyze the balance sheet, um, and a lot of times get a better yield. Mm-hmm. Um, the other portion of our bond component are short duration bond funds. Those are the only funds we use. Everything else are individual securities. These are in there as we call it dry powder. Um, that the purpose of that is flexibility. Yeah. Um, when we see opportunities like we've seen here in the last three or four months, that's where we get funds, money to buy the new companies or add to existing companies that are paying good dividends. Right. So, um, Having bonds in a portfolio is absolutely a good thing um, for flexibility, uh, and and it kind of acts as ballast, if you will, because um, if they're high quality short term bonds, typically in a market sell off, those are going to be stable. Well, what do we do if the stocks in the portfolio go down? Depends on why they're going down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a market sell-off, just a broad market sell-off, like we experienced earlier this year, um, a lot of times we will add to our positions, assuming that nothing's changed with the company. Right. If some, if there's something wrong with the company, and that's why a stock has gone down in price, we'll sell it because uh, that does us no good. It does our clients no good. Um, so we'll sell it in that instance. Or if we see that there's an issue with the company that looks like they could cut their dividend, um, uh, that 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 can trigger us to sell a company. Um, but if if a stock drops in price, because remember, when a company declares a dividend, if they're paying $2 a share in dividends and the stock price drops, but nothing's changed with the company, they're still going to be paying $2 a share in dividends, but the stock price is lower. So you can buy more shares of the stock that are paying $2 a share, which right. means it has a higher yield. Um, so there, that's one way that we try to increase the income stream for our clients over time is through the active management like that, taking advantage of drops in the market. Yeah. Some of these companies that we follow uh, are pretty interesting. One of them is a company called Blackstone, and uh, they are a um, private equity company and uh, have been involved in various things. And you, you printed an article about stuff that they had done. Yeah, th- this is this is just one example of of hundreds uh, of a, of an area that they're involved in. So Blackstone, uh, they're the largest private equity company in the world. They have four hundred and thirty nine billion dollars in assets under management. Um, wow. So they they run everything from uh, private equity funds to they have uh, real estate, they have hedge funds. I mean, they they run the gamut. Um, this article uh, that was in the Wall Street Journal uh, it gives a little insight to one very specific area that they were involved in. Um, uh, so the the article's Blackstone scores profit on dam deal dubbed big mistake in Uganda. Um, they made about double their money on this. Uh, so they uh, they were involved in the construction of a dam in Uganda, um, and it, it talks about some of the issues uh, that they had early on. Let me read uh, just a couple of the issues. Um, let's see. Construction of the 100-foot-tall dam was fraught with complexities. A ship delivering an important part for the powerhouse was hijacked by Somali pirates off the Kenyan coast. Two local holy men feuded for four years over which one had the right to remove the spirits believed to inhabit the islands that would be flooded, and uh, villagers were resettled. So (laughs) these guys are good and used to dealing with very uh, esoteric kinds of right uh, issues um, but the the end result of this project um, was that they they doubled the money that they had invested in it and they are generating power for this area that were had constantly had these rolling blackouts right um, so they they helped the area 
which private equity firms a lot of times can get a bad rap for going in and pillaging. They, they say that they, they pillage companies. Well, mm. these guys are a little different. Um, they're, they look for assets, um, but they actually create value yeah. uh, in addition. So another example is they were buying residential homes during the financial crisis. Uh, 80,000 homes, I believe, is what they bought. Um, and they packaged that into a company called Invitation Homes, which is publicly traded. They retain a majority interest in the company, but this is now a rental home company. Yeah. Um, So is the Invitation Homes, is it a REIT? It is a REIT, yes. Um, It's uh, the stocks, I haven't looked at it here recently, but it had done pretty well. I think it IPO'd a year and a half ago, maybe, Mm -hmm. something like that. so Blackstone, uh, we've <clears throat> this is, and this is a company we've met with uh, once or twice, talked with them several times. Um, the 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 best and the brightest are at Blackstone. Right. I mean, th- these are specialists uh, in all these different areas. <clears throat> now we've talked about Blackstone several times on the show, um, but they get management fees from all of these subsidiaries Um, it's a way for our clients to get access to these uh, hedge funds and different things without investing in a hedge fund Um, because blackstone the the part the the parent company the partnership if you will benefits from all of these hedge funds private equity funds that they run right so it's a way for you know to generate a dividend and this is not a recommendation on Blackstone. This is just uh, information. Um, but they've they've done quite well. Yeah. Yeah, it se- certainly seems like it. Um, you know, one of the things you talk to clients pretty regularly are what are what are some of the biggest concerns that people that we work with have right now. <clears throat> It's interesting to see the the evolution of clients, if you will. Um, most of the time when we get a new person coming in, mm-hmm. um, because they've been conditioned to this uh, over time, is they're concerned about volatility, ups and downs. Right. That's one of their earliest concerns. And we, we discuss that, you know, given some of the things we've just been talking about, you know, volatility is not bad gives you opportunities it's the income stream that's so important clients that have been with us for a long time um the they're they're not worried as much about volatility uh and that that's um that's something that's you know gratifying to us because it's one worry that they don't have right um you know their biggest worry is you know okay what is the income stream, you know, what, what, how is that trending? Um, and it's not a worry. It's more curiosity and wanting to know what their money's in because we've, we've kind of planted the seed of curiosity in them. They're, they're interested in their portfolio. They're interested in their money. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's going over what the things are invested in. Right. Um, but it, anytime we can, uh, relieve somebody of, one worry or a number of them it frees up 
space, if you will, for them to worry about, you know, life, you know, other yeah. things. <laughs> right. But, you know, volatility, uh, people always are looking at headlines. Uh, that's always something that we talk about, whatever the headline of the month is. Right. Um, you know, be it fears of inflation or deflation or tariffs or whatever. Those are things that we talk about mm -hmm. regularly with clients. <clears throat> but in terms of the portfolio itself, uh, it's not so much a worry of ups and downs on the market value because they understand what it is we're trying to do. Right. So they're, they're, they're getting the picture uh, over time. Right. And you know, a, a, a lot of uh, people, when we meet with them for the first time or they first become a client, um, if they, let's say it was a rollover from a 401k, mm -hmm. they've never had someone. Professional management. Professional management. Uh, the, it's always just been in mutual funds and a 401k. And it's uh, been with on. With an 800 a, number. Exactly. Or a website. That's right. And <clears throat> so actually having that communication, really getting into the weeds of what their money's doing, um, uh, it's it's comforting to yeah the the clients. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Alexa, I need to know the news. I added to know the news to your shopping list. Oh boy, uh, how about this? Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. There you go. Wasn't that easier? Wait, what? Nothing. Here's the station you asked for. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Our firm, Dupree Financial Group, has been engaged in the management of retirement investment accounts of our clients for nearly 14 years. My personal time in the investment business spans 40 years. We bring experience to the table in managing your retirement dollars. If you would like a seasoned and experienced manager to handle your investment portfolio, then give us a call. To schedule a complimentary review of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 or send an email to info at dupreefinancial.com. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. Mike, um, you know, this president has come out with some crazy things, but... He seems to be saying some things about retirement savings and, you know, he, he's, he's talking, we mentioned it earlier, thinking about indexing capital gains to inflation. He also wants to make some changes to retirement accounts, it seems. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, he uh, on yesterday, um, he, uh, when he visited North Carolina, um, he's doing an executive order that calls on the treasury to review uh, two things. Uh, one is the the required minimum distributions or the RMDs in financial lingo. Which this is when you, when a person has 
retirement account, they have to take out because that's pre-tax dollars. Right, have to take out a percentage of the money uh, at age seventy and a half, and it, it's a way that the government gets their tax revenue because it's right. pre-tax money. Um, this was set in place, uh, I believe, it had not been updated since two thousand and two. Um, and so he's calling on a review of this. Uh, we'll see, you know, what they come back with recommendations. Um, but the hope would be that, uh, they extend the age or reduce the percentage, uh, that retirees have to take out. So people can keep their money invested longer. Yeah. You keep it, you keep it, uh, tax deferred invested longer. Um, it, because I mean, depending on the the person, some some clients need that income. They're already taking that amount, you know, that percentage anyway. So it's a yeah. really kind of a non-event. But there are also a lot of clients that don't need uh, the funds from the IRA, and they would rather just keep it deferred and let it grow. Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what the outcome is. But it's encouraging that. I mean, this is a president that understands, you know, markets. He understands money. Um, and it's just, it's encouraging to see some of the things that he's bringing to the forefront, so to speak. Right. Now, one of the things that we don't use very much are mutual funds, and there's a reason why. And uh, this is part of it. This covers it. Yeah, um, this was uh, this was a great week for me. Jason's week had two articles come out this week, so I was just I was you know I was giddy. Um, so mutual funds just can't seem to stop slipping up. Um, he's using three different uh, issues uh, with three different fund companies, um, and uh, he, he starts off this with he says mutual funds made one hot mess out of August. I want to pick one of these specifically uh, to, to kind of harp on. On August 22nd, Harbor Capital Advisors, which runs the $20 billion Harbor International Fund, announced it would pay out between 35 and 42% of the fund's net asset value as capital gains. 35 to 42, 35, between 35 and 42%. 35 and 42% as capital gains. That's amazing. Uh, handing many of its investors a giant tax bill. Um, now, what's going on with this? That fund, give me just a second, I'm just getting here. Um, the fund, it, it, it's a, a long-term hold type of fund. Um, let's see. Yeah, so the fund bought many of its holding at a fraction of their current market value. Selling them is triggering a giant tax bill. Um, years ago, uh, they bought these stocks in the fund, and they've held them. Probably around 09 or 10. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe even a little longer, but I'm sure they have some holdings from that. What's happening is they're rebalancing. There's new management on the fund. They're selling these holdings within the fund, have these embedded capital gains. Um, now, investors in the fund, let's say you in, you put money in the fund the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. When they do that rebalancing and the fund has those capital gains, even though you haven't taken part in the run-up of the fund, 
the net asset value of the fund, right. you're going to be liable for the capital gains distribution because they pay that out as a distribution that's taxable uh, to you. So mutual funds can be very tax inefficient. Yes. Um, and you have to be very careful with them. And the investor has no control over it. Uh, this is a decision by the fund management, or it can be uh, impacted by... Uh, it wouldn't uh, hurt you in a retirement plan. No, no, not in, not in a retirement account. Uh, but in a taxable account, it absolutely would. Um, and, and other investors in the fund can impact that as well. If there's uh, uh, redemptions of the fund... That can cause a tax issue. And a lot of these funds, and this this is not an ETF, this is an actively managed fund. Um, a lot of these funds over the last 10 years also, I mean, they've uh, got a lot of embedded capital gains right. in them. Um, so anytime there's a rebalancing, you're going to be liable for that. Um, that's that's a, just another reason we don't like it. because. Right. We have no control over that as an investor. Right. Um, it, with us, every investor owns their own portfolio and has their own tax basis, their own cost basis on their own securities. It's right. not a. It, we're not a fund. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, well, this is a side note. Um, Exchange traded funds, they're hailed as you know low cost, uh, average you know exposure to the market. You know at a lower cost way uh to invest in an index is own an individual stock right <laughs> of course so i mean it, it, the there's there's so many reasons that we prefer that you know a it's more fun but that's not yeah. the only reason um that, that is that is a byproduct um because it's more interesting um but you have more control you know what you own it's a cheaper way than owning right. a fund um, because anytime you have a fund, there's another third party. That third party is taking some kind of fee. Um, now, th there are a few zero-cost index funds, right. but then you're just following an average. I mean, it's just right. – that's a no-brainer, no. Um, so we prefer the individual securities. Yeah. Well, it's worked better because – People get a knowledge of what their money's actually being invested in. That's right. Where is your money going? Where? What's your money doing? Aren't you interested in this money you've worked so hard to save to know exactly what it's being put into? And when you own individual securities, you do know that. That's right. This is something that, uh, you know, if you care to check us out, you can call us at 233-0400, that's area code 859, for Dupree Financial Group. Uh, we can look at your portfolio and give you some kind of idea as to what we would do in terms of your portfolio. Um, you would have an actual plan, which so many people don't nowadays you see this all the time people come right. in with no plan whatsoever just on autopilot that's right i want to thank you for listening today um, it's been great as i said earlier you can always call us at 859-233-40400 been listening to the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap